It's Wednesday, the 28th of July, 2021. Welcome to Fear and Greed, the business podcast that sets you up for a successful day. I'm Sean Aylmer. The ASX hits a new record as investors look beyond the COVID crisis, confident in the global economic recovery. That's our main story. Also coming up in today's podcast, New South Wales to spend at least another four weeks in lockdown, the Commonwealth Bank boss hits out at Apple, and Blue Scope Steel reaches its highest share price in 13 years as demand and prices soar. Then stay listening for my chat about green investing and whether it means lower returns. But first, here's a brief look at markets. Wall Street fell off its record levels overnight ahead of some big earnings results. In early afternoon trading, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was off 0.6%, the S&P 500 was 1% lower, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq had dropped 2%. Tech stocks led a sell-off across Europe as well. London's FTSE closed down half a percent, and the stock's Europe 600 was 0.6% lower. China-related stocks have had a rough few days. Hong Kong's Hang Seng has tumbled for three sessions in a row, following Beijing's decision to ban for-profit education companies after recent moves to curb technology stocks. The Hang Seng was down 5% yesterday, and the tech sub-index was off almost 9%. The Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index, a benchmark of Chinese stocks in the New York Stock Exchange, is down 15% in two days. The local market is the main story, more of that in a moment. Oil prices were a touch lower overnight, while gold was slightly higher. The Aussie dollar is trading at 73.6 US cents, and copper prices have gone on a bit of a run due to floods in central China. Rising water has hit key areas of production, hurting global supply. Copper prices are up 7% this week alone, and back to the levels of two months ago. And finally, it's been a wild ride for cryptocurrencies over the past 24 hours. Leader Bitcoin surged beyond $40,000 a unit after a job ad from Amazon suggested the digital unit would be accepted for payment later this year. When it was denied, the currency tumbled, and it's currently trading around $37,500. The S&P ASX 200 hit a new high yesterday as investors shrugged off the bad COVID news and the chance of a quarter of negative growth to push the market higher. Over the past week, the local bourse has busted out of its range trading, underpinned by the big miners and the previously maligned energy companies. The surge of mergers and acquisition activity has supported the rises as investors hope to buy into some takeover targets. So too the upcoming earnings season, which is expected to feature capital initiatives to benefit shareholders. During the past week, the ASX Resources Index is up nearly 4%. The 20 largest companies on the bourse have outperformed the overall index, while the small caps have underperformed. But the main laggards have been the tech stocks, which did so well during the pandemic, and the healthcare stocks. The S&P ASX 200 finished up half a percent yesterday to 7,431 points. It also hit a new intraday high of 7,448 points. Again, the big miners, BHP, Rio Tinto and Fortescue Metals, did well, as did Commonwealth Bank. Among the worst performers were a couple of stocks which have struggled recently. The A2 Milk Company can't find any friends and fell 6.3% yesterday and is now off almost 70% over the past year, easily the worst of the top 200. Gaming giant Crown Resorts isn't quite in the same category, but fell 5.5% yesterday 
and is now lower than where it was 12 months ago. It all comes as the New South Wales lockdown looks like being extended today. Victoria and South Australia ended their lockdowns last night. The news from New South Wales will put pressure on the market today, and so too will the falls on Wall Street and other global markets. But the ASX 200's run is quite extraordinary, given how poor the COVID news is. In a moment, the rest of the news you need to know this morning. In overseas news, new COVID cases in the US are back above 60,000 a day and mask wearing is set to be reinstituted across the country. The rate of take-up of vaccinations has slowed and the Delta variant of COVID is spreading quickly in areas where people haven't had a jab. Globally, there have now been 195 million recorded cases of coronavirus and 4.2 million deaths. Tesla reported better-than-expected earnings yesterday, helped by strong demand for its electric vehicles. It was the eighth straight quarter of profit for the company and the first of net income over $1 billion US dollars. Tesla now thinks vehicle deliveries this year may exceed 50% growth. Its share price initially jumped more than 2%, but came back overnight on concerns about the global chip shortage. Apple and Microsoft are due to report later this morning. Chinese and US officials are meeting for the first time since March, but it uh, isn't going well. The two sides haven't agreed much on human rights, Taiwan, cybersecurity or coronavirus. Hopes that the meeting could set the path for a get-together for US President Joe Biden and China's President Xi Jinping are now fading. Locally, New South Wales is heading for another four weeks of lockdown after recording its worst day since the beginning of the current wave of the pandemic, with 172 new community transmitted cases recorded in the 24 hours to 8pm Monday. Of those, 79 were in the community for part or all of their infectious period. 10 people have now died from the current outbreak. Premier Gladys Berejiklian is due to announce changes to lockdown rules today and media reports suggest another four-week lockdown is likely, though there will be a carve-out for the construction sector. Construction is a critical part of the economy. It employs big numbers of people and has significant flow-on effects. People who build homes kit them out with furniture. The government will also announce a singles bubble so people who live on their own can have visitors. The lockdown in South Australia was lifted last night after no new cases were recorded yesterday, but some restrictions will remain for another week. And Victoria has also lifted its lockdown with businesses allowed to reopen today. There are still some restrictions on numbers of people in certain areas. Commonwealth Bank boss Matt Common has criticised technology giant Apple and called for the federal government to regulate its growth in the payment system. Mr Common accused Apple of free-riding on the bank's investment, telling a parliamentary joint committee that iPhones were being used for 80% of smartphone tap-and-go payments. Yet Apple's insistence that Apple Pay was the only digital option that can access the iPhone's near-field communications chip means bank apps can't make tap-and-go payments directly. In short, because Apple doesn't let anyone else access the near-field communication chip in its smartphones, the banks can't compete. Mr Common has a fair point, but as the media companies found, taking on the big tech giants is fraught, even if you are the biggest company in Australia. The Commonwealth Bank needs some rule changes from Canberra to compete. The share price of steel group Bluescope surged almost 7% yesterday to its highest level since 2008, after upgrading its earnings forecast for the last financial year. 
Earnings will be more than $1.7 billion, thanks to strong demand and high prices for steel. Demand in Australia and New Zealand was strong, with growth in the construction, distribution and manufacturing sectors. In the US, conditions were as good as they've been in decades, with demand in the automotive, manufacturing and non-residential construction sectors surging. Hot rolled coil steel prices are more than four times the level of 12 months ago, and there's a shortage of the product. Property owners took advantage of soaring prices with residential auction volumes up 81% during the June quarter in Sydney and 51% in Melbourne. The jump from the previous quarter may be the peak though since lockdowns have cut activity. The figures from CoreLogic Auction Market Review shows auctions in Adelaide were up 94%, 88% in Brisbane, 46% in Perth and 50% in Canberra. On average across the country, the number of auctions were up 66% to their highest level in three years. ANZ said New South Wales was accounting for three quarters of all requests for help with home loans, but freezing repayments was only a final option. There are a range of other alternatives, particularly for those affected by the current lockdowns, including switching to interest only, a temporary cut in repayments, and drawing down from offset accounts. At the peak of the COVID pandemic last year, about $40 billion worth of ANZ loans were deferred. The weekly measure of consumer confidence from ANZ and Roy Morgan has hit its lowest level since November last year, on the back of lockdowns in New South Wales and Victoria. The biggest drops came in Melbourne, and that city is less positive than Sydney. That's likely to change as the southern city emerges from lockdown and Sydney doesn't. Online furniture and homeware retailer Templin Webster said pre-tax earnings last financial year jumped more than 140%, as active customers grew 62% during lockdowns, of course. People stuck at home logged on and bought goods and chattels at retailers like Temple and Webster. The group's share price closed up more than 7% yesterday and is up 50% over the past year and 400% since the beginning of the pandemic. BHP has made a successful $350 million bid for a high-grade nickel project in Canada, winning the auction over Fortescue Metals' Andrew Forrest. After signing a deal with Tesla last week to supply nickel, BHP was happy to pay a 69% premium to the closing price of Canadian group Noront, and it's a whopping 120% premium on Noront's share price ahead of a bid by Dr. Forrest's private company, Wailu Metals, back in May. The board of healthcare operator Japara unanimously recommended a $380 million takeover offer from the not-for-profit group Little Company of Mary Healthcare, also known as Calvary Healthcare, in an all-cash $1.40 per share deal. Shares of Japara rallied more than 18% yesterday to close almost at the offer price. Oz Minerals said copper production jumped 22% during the June quarter, sending its share price up 6.5% yesterday. The group said revenue of almost $1 billion for the six months to the end of June meant Oz Minerals had a cash balance of $134 million with no debt. Nice. The group is also benefiting from higher copper prices. Higher than forecast oil and LNG prices have helped oil search post a 21% increase in revenue during the June quarter, though production volumes fell. The group, which has rejected a $23 billion takeover bid from Santos, said the macro environment had helped drive the result. Oil Search's share price closed down slightly yesterday and, like others in the industry, is trading at about half its pre-pandemic level. And a couple of comments on the Olympics this morning. Kaylee McEwen is a superstar, even if she did drop the F-bomb on national television. 
Congratulations on the gold in the 100-metre backstroke. And what's with all the Russian athletes who aren't representing Russia? They're representing the Russian Olympic Committee because Russia's been banned. The ROCs are going particularly well in gymnastics and swimming. Confused? Me too. Up next is our daily interview, and today we're having a look at green investing. It's the idea that you can lower carbon emissions while still seeing a financial return on your investment. My guest is Bill Bovingdon, Chief Investment Officer at Altis Asset Management, which launched Australia's first green bond fund last year. Among other things, we look at whether green investing sees a compromise on returns and what it takes for companies to qualify for green investment when their past activities, or even their sector, might have prevented them. That's next in the Fear and Greed playlist on your podcast platform or at fearandgreed.com.au. It's Wednesday, the 28th of July, 2021. I'm Sean Aylmer, and that was Fear and Greed. Happy birthday, Jackie. Enjoy your day.